0: time for coffee with the chicken ladies a podcast for people who love chickens
1: hey everybody and welcome it's christy and holly from coffee with the chicken ladies we're here and this is episode number 47 of our podcast where we talk about everything chicken family fun and more chickens, more chickens. We drink a ton of coffee. I'm talking a ton, but most importantly, we hug chickens every day and kiss them too. Don't forget. We brew coffee from a little coffee house here in Bel Air, Maryland. Holly Ann, what kind of coffee are we brewing today? This is pumpkin spice again. We love our pumpkin, pumpkin spice. It's Double so pumpkin yummy. Spice. <laughs> yeah, it's super yummy. You <laughs> it guys, is good. It's good coffee. We're going to chat and sip some coffee. You ready? Yeah. Let's go. How are you doing? I'm fine. Yourself? I'm hanging in there. It's been a weird day for us. (laughs) Everything that can go wrong is going wrong today. (laughs) We're like, okay, let's get on the mic. Like, let's just kind of make this. Well, your suggestion was to walk around the table three times backwards. Well, yeah. Started (laughs) all over. I mean, obviously, this will be dropping two weeks after. And so I'm sure we'll be out of that really weird day. But the day this is dropping is October nineteenth, which is my wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! That was impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I had to sing it. Yeah, yeah. We'll be married for two years. I'll probably be making a Yo, replica. Old married lady. I know, right? <laughs> I usually make a replica of one or the other of our wedding cakes. I did the chocolate one last year, so maybe I'll be making the pear cake this year. Okay, expect Joe to be knocking at your door. I'll have to bring some over, yeah. (laughs) I do like that cake. I need to try it as an apple cake instead of the pear cake. Yeah, but no, that won't go for me. Okay, it's got to be the pear cake. Joe said that was like one of the best cakes he ever had. Thank you, Joe. Coming from Joe is a good compliment. That cake is really popular generally. Oh, yeah, with Joe. Definitely. (laughs) So, you know, I've been debating for weeks about which apple trees we're going to order for the garden we all have heard this right weeks and weeks well, you can laugh at me but it's an important decision i will i will because I will. we don't spray anything on our farm either way, we're, we. we're not certified organic but we're naturally organic like our pears right when i say the pears are popping i mean they're popping and they're natural uh, they're a little gnarly <laughs> but they taste amazing <laughs> they taste right Amazing. so the uh, same thing for the apples and i said to pete do you want me to get some pear trees as well because pears are his favorite where apples are my favorite he said no why? I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. Pete, why don't you want pear trees? This is—I must know this. Now. I mean, maybe he's just being noble because he knows how much I love apples and I'll be baking with them. That is a weird way. to be Whatever adorable. the case, whatever Pete, the case, get the pear tree. I have a pear tree. Well, and when the pears are popping. They're good. So I have narrowed my apple choices down to four apples. Wait a minute. I thought we were already there. We've ordered them. They have been ordered. So we got four apples and I'm thinking maybe next year. What was the final? So I got a Harrison apple, which is a heart cider apple. I got three apples good for fresh eating and baking. I got Liberty, which is supposed to be the most disease resistant apple uh, in the U.S. at this point. Okay, It's been around since about the 70s. Then I got Queen Cox, which is a variation of one of the Cox apples from England, but it's supposed to be healthier in our area. Okay. And the last one is a Dutch apple Belle de Bascoop.
0: For another, a Dutch apple
1: pie? Apple pie. Yeah, <laughs> another, another good baking apple. So... <laughs> And maybe you know, in a year or two, I'll get the pear trees because these are all going to be espaliered. Can we put this live on Instagram when the apple trees? are on? Yes. No. I, <laughs> I ordered five rose bushes as well, and they're antique roses again because we're not going to spray them. And that did not cause anywhere near the amount of agony <laughs> that everyone these is probably apple out there trees. Like, Just order damn I, apples. I'm Just damn the apple trees, man. What are you talking about? Well, they're ordered. It's done. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> it's done. It's a careful decision because we did not want to spray. I don't need to justify my Apple choices. If anyone really knew how our day is gone, it's good to have a laugh. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, so we're over here getting ready for Halloween still. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the big thing. Halloween. It is the big thing. You start thinking about Halloween, 4th of July. So <laughs> Is that how that's done? That's how it's done. Okay. okay. But is everything together yet? no 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 so we have like 10 days 11 days something like that okay get these stranger thing kids out there it'll be okay they'll get it i'll be like the shadow monster's coming that's just a rooster that's a rooster (laughs) i'll loan you one of the black roosters (laughs) okay so i just need to take a minute to ask everybody a big favor Mm -hmm. if you're a fan of our show and you're listening and loving it Head on over to Apple Podcasts and please leave us a written review. It does amazing things for our show. It does help us grow the podcast. If you're looking for ways to support the show, you can visit our Patreon page, patreon.com slash coffee with the chicken ladies. Check out our levels of membership. You can also order some of our merchandise from our Etsy shop. The link great. is in our show notes, right? Our t-shirts do ship for free. The other thing you can do to help support us is buy products from our sponsors. Yay! We have some exciting news to share from our sponsor, Grubly Farms. From now until the end of October, you can receive 20% off if you're a first-time buyer. We have a special discount code for our listeners, COFFEE20, for 20% off your first purchase. You can follow the link in our show notes. This offer does not apply to subscriptions and cannot combine with any other offers. If you haven't heard, Grubly Farms has a brand new Layer Crumbles food, packed with plant and insect protein. Perfect for those picky chickens and ducks. Plus, they're the perfect size for Bantams and all products ship free. It's a great time to try Grubbly Farms if you haven't yet. Use the code COFFEE20. Try it today. Hey, Chris. Yeah? Do you like subscription boxes? Does it have anything to do with chickens? Of course. Then yeah. Let me just take a minute to tell everybody about the Chicken Love Box. If you love goodies for your chickens and you... You need to go to chickenlove.com. I love the Mega Box. Tons of useful products for my flock and a chicken tea for me. You cannot go wrong with these chicken teas. They are so soft and so cute. In the September box, I absolutely love the rooster socks and the can of grasshoppers. It's amazing. I really love the iron trivet. I'm going to use it for all my entertaining. And I've got to keep the girls away from those chick notes for sure. Yeah. Boxes start at $39 a month. They ship immediately after your order and shipping is always free. To receive $5 off, use the code CWTCL at checkout. It's such a great deal. Don't wait. Get off the nest and click already. That's chickenlove.com. That's chickenluv.com. Get your subscription today. Okay, so now it's time for the (laughs) Breed Spotlight. (laughs) <laughs> i wasn't sure where you're gonna go with that i, I like that one yeah that's, good. that's a good one so our breed spotlight this week is actually the amazing americana americana i gave them a little marching you song did, you in. did it was perfect it was fantastic if you could see this it would be like a marching band coming in i like... mean, we may as well we're just gonna throw it <laughs> out the window today just <laughs> for marching it's fun have fun yep. so we're gonna spotlight the americana And really, if there were ever a breed of chicken that gets mislabeled, it is the Americana. The Americana is also a breed that we both really like. I've had four. I've loved four. Yeah. And unfortunately, they're gone. And I'm scared to get more. I know. I've had a handful of them as well. And actually, in our first batch of chickens, I had two Americanas. But there's a wide variety of personalities within this one breed. Mm -hmm. So I've had some who were attached to you and then others who don't like to be held. Right. They're very dear chickens. I'm really fond of this breed. Like I said, in our first batch of chickens, we had two because I wanted them. And I just really like them. I think people want them first for the A color, which we're going to get into. Probably. And then you grow to love this little chicken breed. Yeah. And then you can't see your flock without they're them. They're a little quirky. and They are. Not in a way that I can put into words, but they're quirky chickens. I just really love them. I think that you don't understand until you've actually had an Americana. Mm-hmm. Probably. And depending upon which level of personality you get, I've had a level of every single person Yeah. So even with the ones who don't like to be held, they still would be right at your feet and wanting yeah. to be with you. I definitely would call them friendly. Yeah. So the Amazing Americana is a true breed. Different from the Easter Egger. Yes. East- which we want everybody to know. Yes. And we do talk about Easter Eggers back in episode I think it's 17. 17. As we say there, Easter Eggers are not a true breed. The problem is that Easter eggers are often sold as Americanas. Here's the thing Easter eggers look like Americanas. They can. With the peacomb and the way that the head is shaped, mm-hmm. they tend to look a lot like each other. To some extent. There's differences if you know what you're looking for. Right. And so if your birds are bearded and muffed and they look a bit like a hawk or an eagle, then it's likely an Americana. Right. And to add to that Americana Easter egg infusion is the fact that about 20 years ago when I got my first pair, they were just simply called oricanas. Which is a totally different breed in a Totally different breed. And that is still the case in some places. I've occasionally seen someone advertising they were selling oricanas. They're different. When they're Americanas, they're very different. So a little background on the oricana because they're the foundation of the americana and because they have an interesting story. The Chilean oricanas were imported into the U.S. in the 1920s and 30s. And from what we gathered, it seems that the Araucana was essentially a land-race breed. Let's just clarify this for everyone, so in case you don't know. Mm -hmm. They select their own breeding partners. Exactly. So the Araucana is most likely a land-race breed that was probably self-crossed from two very old existing breeds that were kept by the indigenous Mapuche people of Chile. They said, hey, baby, come on over to my nest. You look good. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the dominant blue egg gene is one of the most notable traits that's passed on by the arcana. Every single blue and green egg layer out there carries genetic material from the arcana. That's an enormous influence. Yeah. But the arcana also carries a lethal gene that causes chick death before hatching. We've mentioned this before. Yeah. There are a few breeds that have that tied into their genetics. So breeders in the U.S. were working to reduce this gene, and they were crossing the Arcanas with other breeds, though I have not found any record of what these other breeds are. Okay. I guess it may be a closely kept secret, whatever the case. There was definitely crossbreeding. According to the American Poultry Association standard of perfection, true development of the Americana, the really concentrated development, took place during the 1970s. Now, now, the 70s were a magical, magical time. Apparently, in many ways, <laughs> been, from what we've heard. First of all, we, we were, were born. <laughs> we were born. <laughs> that makes it the most magical. Ever. Oh, I don't, it sure does. Good hairstyles, too. <laughs> the standard of perfection lists arcanas as rumpless and having ear tufts. They're rumpless. Rumpless. <laughs> Anyone who is breeding the improved version of the arcana with a muff in the beard. Essentially, they were no longer able to show them as Aracanas. Right. Because the breed standard took those things out. Exactly. Americanas did get their own breed standard eight years later. They were accepted into the American Poultry Association Standard of Perfection in 1984. Okay. You have here that they do have uniform features to identify Mm -hmm. them. Yes, they do. As well as eight accepted colors. Yes. The black. The blue. The wheaten, The blue wheaten, The brown red. The buff the silver and the white and the white. So they are most popular with backyard chicken keepers as opposed to industrial use. Exactly. And, but they are considered dual purpose. If you've been in Aldi recently, mm-hmm. they sell blue eggs. I've seen them in the giant recently too. And I'm like, and it was actually, it was really beautiful because it was a cart and it was dark brown eggs and blue eggs. Yeah. Going so- for a premium price, like five or $6 a dozen. Yeah. Joe always says he would pay that for a dozen eggs rather than <laughs> Well, he doesn't say that. He says it would be cheaper to pay the $6. Of course it dozen. would be. It's definitely cheaper to buy eggs than have your own chickens. Yeah, But that's not why we do it. I found it kind of interesting when I saw that. I was like, mm-hmm. wow. It's probably a small farm. I don't think they're used in widespread. Must be a local something. Probably. Rather. They're not used in widespread industrial. No, there's no way they could Thank be. Thank goodness. The Americana is a standard-sized chicken. Roosters weigh about six and a half pounds, hens are about five and a half pounds. I would not call them standard. I would call them a little small. I think they're a medium to lighter body chicken, but they still fall within the standard category. The standard of perfection, right? They're known as a standard size chicken because there is a bantam version. Oh. And that's especially popular in show circles. I've never seen a bantam right. Americana I, I before. I think it's, they're mostly popular with people who show them. I would be really out to see this chicken. I would probably be interested in some of them. Could you see it in your flock? You know I could. <laughs> <laughs> no need to ask that question. I could see that in my flock. I mean, the Americana itself, they're little to me. I think they're classified as light to medium bodied. Yeah, I think Pearl, when I had her, she was probably my most dear to me Americana. Mm-hmm. She might have been three and a half, four pounds top. Well, I have to tell you, our Carmelita. Now, remember, she developed some eye problems towards the end of her life, and she was essentially living in the lap of luxury retirement. Right. And she was a chunk. Yeah, she was at least six pounds. There's a wide range of weights for these Americanas. I would agree with that, yeah. Which is kind of funny. And they all do have a little bit different look to themselves. They do. The colors that they come in, they all look a little different to me. I think so, too. We're not buying show-quality birds. No. And so you do tend to get these really pretty mixes, lots of different colors in the neck feathers. I've always thought they were beautiful birds. We purchased four Americanas, and every single one looked different. Yes, ours too. We wanted it that way, so we could tell them apart very easily. Right, right. The Americanas tend to be reasonably cold hardy. They are. They have that pea comb and they have very small wattles. In some cases, the wattles are practically non-existent. I, yeah. And definitely. that apparently is preferred in the show birds, set forth in the standard of perfection. I mean, that would definitely make them cold hardy. There's not a lot of skin there right. to be exposed. Right. So that's good. All Americanas will always be bearded and muffed. They will carry their tail at a roughly 45 degree angle. Remember, that's the big thing. We have everyone coming yes. back with questions to us. Is this an Americana? Is this an Easter Egger? Every Americana has a beard and muffs. Exactly. I believe Easter Eggers can be bearded and muffed, but Americanas are never without a beard exactly. and muff. The roosters have these beautiful flowing hackles. They're very pretty. Our friend Poppy. Who you're going to hear from later. Yes, Poppy has got beautiful flowing hackles and saddle feathers. The Americana Lake color is slate to black, and it depends on the color variation. All of mine were a dark slate color, really pretty. As we said, they usually have gentle personalities. Some people describe them as skittish. I think you need to win the trust. We can speak on these personally. We both have had these chickens, Mm -hmm. and this is what I was talking about. There's a wide range of personalities Mm -hmm. within this breed, and here's the biggest thing. You could get a wide range in any breed of animal, in any person. It's true, though. No I don't have any skittish same. Brahmas. Really? No, my Brahmas are all. Oh, no, no, you don't, but there could be some out there that exists. I suppose it's possible. Yeah. I've got a grant that I don't know every single Brahma in existence. Right. So, as <laughs> in with like every to. chicken breed, there's a wide range. Yeah, they're very individual. Yeah before we bought the Americanas, I remember researching and I remember calling the mill beforehand and speaking Mm -hmm. to somebody and saying, hey, I'm thinking about getting Americanas for my young children. What do you think about their personality? And they were like, well, a lot of families buy them. And they were saying the same thing that they heard they were a little skittish. I don't know if you remember, but you called me after you called them. Yeah. I remember the answer that I gave you, which is, not all of them are super, super cuddly, but I always have them in my flock because I love the breed. Yeah. So two of them, Ruby and Pearl, mm-hmm. were the sweetest, mm-hmm. sit in your lap, right. cuddle you. Violet was in the middle, mm-hmm. so you could pick her up easily. Right. You could cuddle her, but she didn't really come to you and want you to pick mm-hmm. her up. But She just she, tolerated it. She tolerated it. And Olive was a wild child. A little bit. Not aggressive in any way Mm -hmm. but would do anything to get away from you holding her right and our first two americanas were actually that way as well one of them though my funniest story about her is that she was very wild and she didn't particularly like to be held she would follow you around yeah but she got in the sunroof of my sister's jeep and laid down the console and laid an egg there oh wow yeah oh i have a funny story about olive since we're talking about americanas Mm -hmm. olive was held as much as every other of the three chicks Mm -hmm. from one day old up yeah but she was always a wild child. And she was Sophia's pick. Of course she was. Of course. Sophia's excellent at picking chickens, just like I'm good at picking <laughs> cockerels. Mm-hmm. She picks the wildest chickens. She does. So she grew up looking a little different than everybody else. And then it was, oh, it could be a roux, It could be a roo. Oh, okay. And then she got to the point where she was like, okay, I don't want to be held. So we have them out free ranging. The cuddliness does not have anything to do with whether your chicken is a rooster or not. But at that point, we were kind of like, okay, so the chickens are free ranging. And I just see Olive like squat. And at this point, nobody was laying eggs. And then she just lays an egg in the middle of the yard. And I'm (laughs) like, well, she's a girl. Yep, that's a girl. (laughs) That takes care of that. So Sophia's like, I told you it was a girl. (laughs) Then we went through the whole thing again with Gertie. (laughs) It's Sophia's pics. Uh Uh-huh. It really is. Back to the Americana. (laughs) They're not usually the top of the pecking order. They do not tend to be the dominant personality in the flock. They do not. There is an Americana Breeders Club, if you're interested in getting stock that way or showing. It's americanabreedersclub.org. Link is in the show notes. And I'm sure there's lots of clubs on Facebook, social media. Yeah, I didn't go past this particular club. And some of the reason for that is that americanas are just very easy to get your hands on now. Very, very easy. And they are beloved in the backyard flock. They are. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, we talked about them being at the bottom of the pecking order. And that is for sure 100%. Or the they middle. They're just not usually at the top. Well, Pearl was at the very bottom. I know she was. And she was out of the flock. So I always refer back to her because she was a chicken that was so dear to me because of this. So just keep an eye on your chickens. Make sure nobody's getting bullied out there. I mean, I will. The one thing I will say about Americanas is that they do well in a mixed flock for the most part. I would think twice about having them with a big group of Wyandots or perhaps Morans. Morans, like all mine were with the stepsisters. Right. So the stepsisters came after. But they the soon took over. The subsystems are cuckoo Yes. Mm-hmm. So they kind of took things over there. But I would happily have them in a mixed flock with, say, Brahmas or Buff Orpingtons. Yeah. Some of the gentler breeds. Yeah. Uh, Favarol's. Yeah. Lake bars. Sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So there's your Americana. Have you heard of Strong Animals Chicken Essentials? They make natural supplements for your flock. Strong Animals has used plant-based products and natural approaches to promote the health and vitality of backyard flocks. Their products contain organic essential oils, prebiotics, and other natural ingredients to support the immune system and digestive health. Give your chicks and chickens what they need to thrive with Strong Animals health products. Visit GetStrongAnimals.com today. Okay, so we have a special surprise for our main topic today, and it's another main topic slash retail therapy. Mm-hmm. We sat down with Trisha. She is the author of Poppy's Adventures. Yes. And she's the owner of Poppy, and he has a crossbeak. And we had so much fun during this interview. Yeah, Trisha's fantastic, and Poppy is adorable. And oh my goodness. She's going to tell us more about crossbeak and chickens and let us learn a
0: little bit about Poppy.
1: Hey, Trisha, how are you doing?
0: Hello, ladies. Doing great. Sitting here with Poppy and having some coffee with you.
1: Yes. It's so much fun. Oh, my goodness. We love watching him pop up on the screen. (laughs) (laughs) He wants those keys. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, like, please, can I get on screen? I really want to. (laughs) Look at that tail. His tail is gorgeous. He is super duper. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I love him. Okay, so... We wanted to get to know you a little bit better because you take such fantastic care of Poppy and this book is to die for. My little goddaughter, who is known as the mini chicken helper, loves it. My daughter read it to Gertie. We love this book. So I guess we'll start with how did Poppy come into your life?
0: So just like everyone else during 2020 there, what happened? COVID. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so I think right. we have some, some COVID chicks, but even backing up probably about – Five months prior, my husband, Scott, and I wanted to purchase a place that had property with the end goal in mind that we wanted animals. We wanted Mm -hmm. to have a hobby farm, not a big farm, just something where we have some animals variety here and there. And the number one thing I wanted was chickens. Yay! And and the number one thing my husband wanted were goats. And so we got the goats first because we know of a wonderful goat lady locally, so we got goats in December of 2019. And while I have almost like a OCD type of mindset and type A, I didn't want to get chickens until spring, but also (laughs) getting the entire chicken run revamped, the hen house prepared and set up and redone. When we purchased this property that we're at, they had a chicken house, but it was not to my standards. Mm -hmm. I just wanted it like almost brand new. And Mm -hmm. so that's what my oldest son, Forrest, and Scott spent time doing the first three months of 2020. And then we got eight chicks at the end of March, seven of which Scott chose because I have a private practice. I'm a speech therapist. And so I was working a lot at the office, which is about 45 minutes away from where we live. So Scott said, I'm happy to go and get the chicks for you. Just tell me what breed you want. And so I said, okay, just keep an eye out at Tractor Supply and uh, we'll get them locally. He had ended up choosing seven of them in the end. But the last stop at Tractor Supply, we had ended up getting a couple extra, one being poppy. And there was no crossbeak. We chose all normal, typically developing chicks. And there was one in particular in their little brooder that was going running around in circles. Now I almost think that I know why he was doing that. He's probably hungry, but he was running and running and I couldn't just get a typical chicken. I said, I want <laughs> that one. And my husband said, of course you do. <laughs> and so we ended up getting them and brought them home. I loved all of them immediately. I decided to name all eight chicks after flowers. And nice. So I guess like he was about a week and a half old. We noticed his beak was getting a little off. Okay. So. And my son picked him up and said, Hey mom, is this beak supposed to be off a little bit? And I said, I don't think so. I've never seen that. And it started crossing more. This is my first time, mind you, ever having chickens. And right. so I also got this special needs one. Now I needed to really think, okay, what do I do? And so then I did some research and found a Facebook group that cares for strictly cross chickens. Join wow. joined the group and Poppy being a week and a half old, I learned how to torpedo feed. Okay, Tricia. So we know that you have chickens and goats. Do you have any other
1: animals and how many chickens do you have right now?
0: Yes, we do have a variety of animals. And again, not a ton of each, just a couple varieties because Uh we're considered hobby farm. I just like that term. It's cute. So we do have 13 chickens. Two of them are roosters, one being poppy, (laughs) (laughs) three dogs, four goats, two horses, one mini horse who's three feet tall. One mini donkey and a lot of fish that we have in a little container pond, in a sense. But the mini donkey is not ours. She's due any day. Eileen, she's the mini donkey baby for a friend of ours who's being displaced as far as uh, evacuation due to the fires here. in So instead of putting her someplace else temporarily, because she's expecting her baby is going to be ours anyway. So we said, okay, we'll, we'll take her in and she'll have her baby here. And Eileen will stay here with her baby until the baby's fully weaned. And then she'll go back to her mom and dad and we get to keep the baby. So. Oh, that's sweet. That's
1: amazing. I love that. Okay. So everybody knowing you on Instagram knows Poppy. And they know his condition of crossbeak. Can you tell us a little bit about crossbeak and what that is?
0: Yes. Yeah, so unfortunately it does happen. It doesn't happen often. It can happen to birds for a couple reasons. The main reason is genetics. Uh, another reason that a chicken can be cross beak. It could also be due to injury. Okay. And I chose Poppy and he was running around over at tractor supply in his little brooder. And I wanted that crazy chicken. Right. And he was running around just prior to my son noticing his beak was off. And I had picked him up, and he did have a little blood spot just on the right side of his face. And I just thought, oh my gosh, is this from him? But that's something that sticks in my head. I'm almost in denial. It's like, does he have this crossbeak because he injured himself from running? Because he was still doing that when, oh wow, prior to us knowing that he was probably hungry, or did he have a genetic component and still had an injury? I have no idea. So it's something that for the most part, cross beaks have a genetic issue. They would typically have their lower beak moving. That means their upper beak stays in one place. The lower beak doesn't help match up to the top beak. So it doesn't keep it connected where they can hook and, and peck at things and actually pick something up. So when their beak is crossed, they unfortunately aren't going to be able to be successful at being able to eat right. to the ample amount that they need for nutrients. So there's severity levels. There's some cross beaks that, you know, they stay cross and it's mild, but you can be all the way as severe as poppy as the most severe can be. And that lower beak is attached to the skull. So you can't reset it. Right. So it's impossible. People say, well, what if you do like 3D printing or something? doesn't matter. It's it's a uh, mechanical problem. Exactly. So because he's unable to pick up food himself, we do hand feed him. I should say I do. I haven't really successfully found anybody else that can help me. And so that's why he goes on trips with us. That's amazing. (laughs) Prospeaks for the most part can either survive and eat. And peck at their food with some level of accommodation, you know, deep dish, mashed right. where you put water in their chicken feed. But for poppy, he does have to be uh, 100% percent hand fed. A little
1: bit started
0: to come in. <laughs> He's like, speaking of crossbeak, do you want to see <laughs> mine?
1: He's like, I am the star of the show. There was a little bit of comb that came in, and then the poppy There it is again. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Poppy. So that brings us to the next question, which is what does a day of care look like for Poppy?
0: A day of care in general is he gets fed torpedo food, which is a handmade, almost a cookie dough consistency food that's shaped like little mini pretzel sticks or torpedoes. That's what we call it. And we feed him two to three times a day, typically in the morning before I go to work. And then when I get home from work in the evening, let's say it's on a weekend or, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, typically those are the days where I can feed him a little bit for lunch. He does come to work with me.
1: That's amazing.
0: That's what you could do in your girl boss. You have your own business. You can (laughs) make those rules That's right. And he does help me in speech therapy sessions. So during those days, he does come with me. I will also feed him at work, but uh, he certainly gets enough nutrients if I really only can feed him in the morning once and in the evening when I get home, when it's his dinner time.
1: I can imagine that he is so great for people who, for whatever reason, if you have speech therapy with children or adults after suffering injuries or ailments that he must really lift their spirit and get them into it and just put a smile on their face and help with the overall process of it. It's amazing.
0: He is definitely an ambassador. He's bringing awareness to the parents. 95% of my patients that come see me are kids. The other 5% are 17, 18 and older. He's pecking the keyboard on my (laughs) phone. But I just want to make turn it out. off. <laughs> so he brings that awareness. Just like I mentioned, my stepmom said, "I've I've never held a chicken before." Well, these kids get to pet him, and there's this misnomer for us adults that are not familiar with chickens that roosters are mean and right. they can hurt, and you just don't want to be around roosters. Well. Poppy definitely breaks that mold and brings that awareness. And even when Poppy isn't with me on one of the days that he has been before, many of the families will ask, where's Poppy? Is Poppy Aww. here today? Can you bring Poppy next time? He does help in session, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I can see that. I can see that. I had speech therapy when I was a little, little, little kid, and you would not have gotten me out of there if there were poppies there. I, <laughs> I would never leave. That would have been the best thing ever. Yeah, You know, enough make kids want to go to speech yes. therapy to see him. And, yes. Yeah. That's amazing. What are some of the health issues that a crossbeak chicken can face?
0: I think that there's a variety and I only know this just based on crossbeak mom and dads that are in the group who have faced these issues. And this is the
1: crossbeak Facebook group.
0: Yes. Okay. And the main thing about these issues that maybe a potential crossbeak would have, I think it would primarily be if it's a genetic component. So, if there are okay. genetic issues with the crossbeak, chances are there's internal. The majority of the crossbeaks live to be about a year old. I would say the majority, because there's a crossbeak we know that is eight years old right now. Wow. Um, so I just crossed my fingers that Poppy can reach that. When Poppy hit that year mark, early April of this year, I was starting to get nervous because everybody that joined the group about the same time, now their crossbeaks are passing. And it made me really worried. That's where it's like, okay, he's my alarm clock. I don't care if I hear him crowing at four 35 in the morning, we get to enjoy another day with him. Yeah. Yeah. But when he doesn't crow, uh, I get up and I kind of peek inside the bathroom and what is he doing? He's still sleeping on his little roost there. And it's like, okay, thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, we want to give you so much credit because the excellent care is what is keeping him going. You know, without that, he would not be here. So much credit to you. I get that anxiety. I mean, my boys are out in their coops, but I can hear them in the morning. And if I don't hear somebody crow, I am out the door. I know their individual crows. I want to hear everyone healthy and crowing. Poppy, I'm in love with you. Look at his little (laughs) face. I really think him and Gertie need to meet. We're going to set them up. We're going to set them up. Okay. (laughs) So we just recently saw on Instagram that you adopted another little hen who had some issues. How is she doing?
0: Yes. So we adopted her at the local SPCA September 4th, and she is doing very well now. Almost a week after we got her, we took her to our local vet here in Fresno who does deal with chickens, which we're very fortunate we have somebody local. She was able to look her up and down and we ran fecal tests, blood work, everything you can imagine with a pretty hefty bill. It was almost $600, but we raised $560 of just people saying, hey, we want to help. Oh, nice. That's amazing. We were so grateful for that. But three weeks later, she's getting feathers back. She was pretty roughed up looking. We have zero history on her. And because of that, I made sure until we got that blood work that we've separated her. Every time I took care of her, all my clothes came off. I washed my yep. hands and up before i even handled poppy because the last thing i wanted is to bring in another chicken right. only to have an issue now with poppy and the rest of the flock so right. i just made sure i didn't cross contaminate as best as i could but she didn't have any mites no parasites no lice she was cut up on the back of her legs and she had this bright red skin on her bottom area where there wasn't any feathers and her whole chest area was bare. There were no feathers. And we've come to figure out why. She must have been so malnourished. Guess what she was doing? Eating her own eating feathers. The feathers. Yep. This whole section was bare. Now she's eating and she's able to basically let her feathers grow back in. We're just waiting. We're giving her more time. And then I have to figure out that next step after probably about another two weeks just to start integrating. And that means probably putting a crate inside the chicken run and just giving that exposure for 30 to 45 days. I mean, it's a long process. It's a long
1: process. Does she have a name?
0: No, my husband was like, you are really good normally at naming things. And we've had her for three weeks and you haven't yet. And I said, well, what we did a year ago when we had a hen arrive on our property laying eggs from 19 miles away. She had a little band, but they wouldn't take her back because of quarantine issues oh, wow! Uh, the hatchery. And so we kept her <laughs> and we lost her eggs. And so we got one out of her. Anyway, so we've gone through the whole process of integrating her into the flock. So we will do that again, but we have no idea what breed chicken she is. She's tall. I see a lot of melee
1: in her. In oh. her head and her face. I see a lot of melee in there. So, which we were saying Rhode Island red. She could be a Rhode Island red because they have a lot of melee blood and they have the same head structure, which is very similar to the chicken you just showed us. So, I would keep an eye on that and see
0: if she's a red. I'm just hoping, you know, we can figure out what she is once all her feathers come in. Uh, once her
1: feathers are in, we can probably get a breed for you. Yeah, no problem. Send us yeah. some pictures and we'll work on it. And we think yep. you should name her Rosie.
0: And we have a Rosie already. Okay. <laughs> we're sticking with the flower theme. What is a tall flower? I can think we of sunflower. What about clematis? It's a vine.
1: Iris and iris is a long. Irises are tall. They're yeah. tall. an
0: iris. I chose all the awesome flower names already. So I think what we're probably going to do, and we did this with our chicken that adopted us. That one that came from nineteen miles away. The ending joke is that this chicken knew that we had a hanging chandelier in the hen house, and so <laughs> she wanted to adopt us. She's so like, yeah, we, oh yeah, what we need to do is probably put it out and see if we can get some. Ideas from the public, and yeah, that. that would be a great and idea. Maybe doing a vote of the top three, and that would be this. fun. It was, and it we could say it on
1: the podcast too. Right now, oh, yeah, if you're listening, which you're anybody who listens to this episode, go to Poppy's Adventures on Instagram and, and
0: vote for her. My vote for the new girl is Apple Blossom. Oh, I like that. You're not going to believe this, but I have you a have horse an Apple Blossom. Already. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> We have a horse, she's a Morgan horse, and I named her Apollonia Blossom. So we call her Apple. Oh my goodness. Okay, back to Handsome
1: Poppy. What does Poppy do as a chicken ambassador? And where do you go on your adventures?
0: we could break this down on whether we are traveling, what we do with him, whether he goes to work with me or if we're local. So I'll start with the traveling. We have an RV. We have changed our way since now we have a special needs chicken. We don't fly on airplanes. We can't really do that. So we have stopped going to Hawaii right now. We used to do that two times a year. So now We have uh, purchased a 37 foot RV. It has two bathrooms in it. Pretty nice. It's like a house on wheels. And one of the bathrooms, my husband has even insulated it. So when we're parked in an RV park, (laughs) that's where Poppy's bedroom is. He can crow and people next to us can't really hear.
1: Could he go on an airplane as a companion animal?
0: Not poultry. That's the problem. So yeah, I think that they allow house birds. So if I said I have a therapy house bird with me. Yeah. How does that work? But if I said poultry, it's, yeah, it's
1: crazy. Just make sure he doesn't crow. I
0: mean,
1: you can take it. The cross be could be an advantage though. You could be like, see, this isn't a chicken. This is a special breed. He's not a chicken. He's not poultry. <laughs> Just <laughs> convince him not to crow. You'll be fine. <laughs> I figured out how we're going to do this. You're going to take Holly and I with you to Hawaii. So we'll sit on either side of you with Poppy and then nobody else. That's right. We're the chicken ladies. We're all about this.
0: There you go. (laughs) Fine. Awesome. Awesome plan. So that's what we do. We go, we go in the RV and last summer we went, or I should say last year, a total of almost 15,000 miles in 2020. And Poppy has gone to 18 different States. We like stopping at landmarks. We like stopping at roadside attractions. I kind of like the weird stop and hay uh-huh. we'll bale, that type of thing. He's been to Mount Rushmore. Uh, oh, wow. Randall Opry, Old Faithful in Yellowstone. He's been to the Magnolia Silos in Me Waco. too. <laughs> <laughs> He's been to the Alamo. He's been to the Grand Canyon. I like stopping at places that have dinosaur sculptures because, you know, chickens and dinosaurs, they go hand in hand. And so I like taking pictures of Poppy with the dinosaurs.
1: I see it now with Gertie kind of being the start of an ambassador and being out there. Does that bring joy to you also when you see these people so happy to see him?
0: It really, really does because he does come with me also. If I'm not traveling and he's home with me, he comes to work with me once a week. And being that ambassador to the children that I work with, whether they just have an articulation issue, they have autism, they have Down syndrome, they could have a variation of disorders or some level of language delay. And he is that ambassador that if you are Different in some way. And I put that in quotes, it's okay. And yeah. look at Poppy. So bringing that awareness to inclusion and awareness of being you, it's okay to be different. Look at Poppy. He's living his life and he has this opportunity to, he has a chance. And that's where it's like it goes beyond chickens, if you think about it. Yes. The children's book, yeah, it's about chickens, but it's really a book for humans.
1: We all need to be different or it's boring. Right. You know, so everyone can do everything. Teenagers spend all their time trying to fit in like everyone else. And then they hit maybe 25 and they're like, wait, who am I? Who am I? I need to find myself. I spent all this time trying to be whoever everybody else was. (laughs) Now I need to find myself. And, you know, this is a great story. Like I said, I read it to my goddaughter, who's also my niece, and she's a mini chicken keeper. And we read it to Gertie. Yeah. It's and it's very amazing. Cute. We love it. How did it come about you writing the book about Poppy?
0: So I had a bucket list going almost three decades ago. And just over 25 years ago, I knew that the number two thing on my bucket list was to write a children's book one day. But I needed that inspiration. I could have thought of this and this to do, you know, but I had the idea because of this crossbeak chicken and that. I realized it was very difficult for me to find this information and knowledge and that, hey, how does this fit in with what my actual profession is? Yeah, I'm a chicken keeper. I'm a crazy chicken lady who's taking care of a special needs chicken also, but I also am a professional. I am a speech language pathologist who also works with kids who have some level of special needs too. Yeah. How do I mesh those two together? It's like, oh my goodness. And so I wrote the manuscript for this book pretty quickly and then started the process last summer during our RV trip going across the country in June because of COVID. My son was graduating from West Point and he had all this stuff, couldn't fly back with all of his items. So we thought, you know what? Let's go take an RV. Let's rent it. We didn't purchase one yet. Let's rent the RV. We can't leave Poppy here. So there was a win-win for everything. So we took on this cross-country trip. And during that trip, I wrote that manuscript and also started the process of interviewing future illustrator, getting a team going for the book, editor, book designer. I've never written a book before. And so I just bombarded my brain. My brain's a sponge. So if there's something I want to learn, I learn everything about it. And so during that trip and travel, that's when it all came about.
1: We can't (laughs) say it enough. It's an amazing book with an amazing message for children to read it. We love that. It's awesome. And the other thing is everyone can get it easily. Yeah. It's on your website. Yep. And on Amazon. And on Amazon, yeah. We'll have a link to it in the show notes. We can link to your website and we'll link to the Amazon listing as well. Thank you. It's a good story for everybody who has little kids and you have chickens because that kind of pieces it in. And when you're a little kid and when we first got chickens, the girls wanted so many books about chickens. And this one, you know, my youngest, Ella, was five. So this would have been perfect for her to read at that point. I will say as a retired librarian that books about diversity... Books about special needs children are so important. And do you know if this is in any libraries yet?
0: Good question. I've actually reached out personally to some of the local libraries and I don't know if they are. This is something where I have had librarians reach out to me asking if we can do something. And I absolutely said yes, but their hands are tied because of COVID stuff right now. So I'm sure when things clear up, we'll probably be able to do some story time readings. But in the meantime, I actually don't know. I do know that there are crossbeak families in our group. I don't know if you want me to mention it now for the Facebook group, it's Crossbeak Poultry in Motion. And that's a Facebook group specifically for caring for crossbeaks. And that group is why Poppy is alive today. Okay, that's fantastic. Information. What I like to do is almost giving back because my goal for this book was not to make money. It was to complete a bucket list item, to raise awareness and also to give back. And so this Crossbeak group, whenever someone publicly posts in our group that their Crossbeak passes, we mail them a Crossbeak book. We mail them a oh, the Perfectly oh, Book I love that. Knows in there. And people have already purchased books on their own. So when they end up receiving this book, because their hen or rooster has passed, who has crossbeak, they actually said that they've donated those books to their local library. So Aww. there are libraries that do have the books because it's okay. mailing it out.
1: That's it's- amazing. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. So we're going to (laughs) switch gears momentarily, and we're going to ask you the most unfair question of all time. (laughs) We have to ask. It's what we do. It's what we do.
0: What is your favorite breed of chicken? My husband even, because I went through the questions too, and he's like, well, do you even have a favorite breed? And it's like, oh my gosh, I think I like it by personality. Because a year ago, when I told him, okay, you can go to Tractor Supply and Go ahead and pick out the chickens. That's fine. But here are the chickens that I want because I was a new chicken owner. I wanted them more docile, easier. Yeah, yeah, of course. We got the Rhode Island Reds. We did get Americanas or Easter eggers. We have little mini bantams. And we do have an Americana silky cross, which is super sweet. The hen lays pretty blue eggs, but looks kind of like a black silky Americana. (laughs) So I have to say, I think I base it on personality. I do have a hen, Daisy. She's a Rhode Island red every morning. I can put all the mealworms in the world out on in the chicken run, but she's standing there because she wants a hug. Oh, yeah, she wants that hug. But that's one. I like the Bantams because they're easier with kids. Kids can pick them up and they're just so light and airy. and Yeah. Take advantage. I obviously like Poppy, but I would say probably because we hold Poppy so much, he's so used to it. He doesn't yeah. run. I mean, oh
1: Poppy looks like an Americana to me. Is he yes. an Americana? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Americana.
0: And I love the idea that Americanas, what do I like about them? They're sweet, but they lay these cool blue and green yeah. eggs. So I like them all for a certain reason, but exactly the personality of the chicken as a whole. <laughs>
1: So we saw on your website that you're going to have coloring books, which is so cool. And the plush. Oh, my goodness. The plush poppy toy. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, goodness. So that's cute. cute.
0: So what's in the future for Poppy? Crossing fingers. Is, we'll try and keep him as healthy and alive as much as possible. We actually have no idea how long he'll be with us, but we will make the most of it while he's there. We do have a three book series that have already been slated. So we have Perfectly Poppy the first book and there will be a companion coloring book, which is supposed to be released today. I'm just Yay! waiting for that confirmation that things are approved and then it can be processed over the weekend. Sometimes if there's a certain due date, it's inevitable. It'll probably be delayed in a couple of yeah. weeks. Hopefully by next week, we'll be good to be able to let people know that you can purchase it. And those that had pre-orders for a considerable discount, once we receive those copies, we will mail them out. We do have that plush poppy, which absolutely has that crossbeak stuffed animal of poppy that should be available November 1st. So we're crossing our fingers. COVID causes delays, but those yes. are the things for perfectly poppy. And then we have those two other books, one in 2022 that will come out in one in 2023 and they Love should it. have a companion coloring book. And because I incorporate speech therapy in it, the coloring book has aspects of early intervention, just counting concepts, coloring, identification of letters, vowel sounds to work on. So we have it simple. It's not a purely speech therapy coloring book, but there are aspects of early intervention, developmental skills that the kids can work on. That's fantastic.
1: Uh, We love it. You're doing amazing things. (laughs) We applaud you on your wonderful care, Poppy, and speech therapy with the children. And thank goodness for people like you out there. That's why that chicken walked 19 miles to get to your house. That's right.
0: She knew. She knew where she was going. <laughs> she knew. And she and, will be the product of book two. So uh, uh, okay. I can't wait.
1: We want to yeah. have you back on too. Yes. We'll talk about the next book for sure. We just love everything. Thank you so much for coming on and talking with us and spending the afternoon with us. We love it. You're an inspiration. You. I'm going to get Definitely. Poppy so
0: he can say thank you too. Say bye to Poppy. Thank you, honey.
1: Bye buddy. You. Hi, handsome.
0: poppy is the cutest
1: in the world (laughs) oh give him big hugs from us sure will (laughs) (laughs)
0: that was that a purr growl he's (laughs) growling he's one of those where he wants to snuggle on his terms and in fact he sleeps he lives in our house and so when it's time for bed he perches on the back of the couch but not with me with chicken dad he has to be right <laughs> where Chicken Dad is. I'm here for food and Chicken Dad's there for comfort at nighttime on his roost. When we're walking around, he wants to be wherever we are. Thanks That's so sweet. We can't thank,
1: thank you goodness. enough. It was so thank great you. to meet you. When you get out thank you
0: for all you ladies do for bringing thank awareness you. to the love of chickens. We love, love, love your podcast.
1: Thank, thank you. you. It's definitely a labor of love. Thanks again, Trisha. Bye-bye. Yes. Bye-bye. Thank you again, Trisha. We had a great time talking to you, learning about Poppy, and we'll look forward to talking to you again sometime He's one soon. amazing Americana. He's so cute. I loved it, the way he tried to come across that Zoom. His little head popped <laughs> in. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Okay. So now it's time for... <laughs> mm, cracking the eggs. Cracking those eggs. Well, we're tired now. Man, we're tired. So we're going to go with a really easy... Not particularly low in calorie recipe. Comfort food recipe that my family adores. I may have done this a few times too. I may have done this like a few hundred times. Yeah, that's good. Loaded tots. Tater tots. <laughs> this is another way to use your eggs. And this is yes. why we're putting this on our level recipes because everyone tends to have all these eggs and they forget what different ways we can use them. You can definitely use them here. Oh, yeah. A little story for you, which he might not even leave in the episode, but. I knew that Pete was the man for me because he once told me, I would take a Lego for you. I love you so much. (laughs) Because you know how much it hurts to step on a Lego. And I give the only reply I could, which is, I love you more than tater tots. (laughs) You guys always have tater tots over there. There's a stock of tots in the freezer, yes. yes. Stock of tots. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think he should leave us in because it is the anniversary. Oh, it's our anniversary. Right. So our love story is is pertinent. Back to loaded tots. (laughs) Back to the loaded tots. We could have served loaded tots at the wedding. That would have been awesome. Instead of four different types of lasagna like we did. A little side of loaded tots. Delicious. As we're going on cracking up, you know it's a fun recipe. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not low in calories. You can actually... No. You can actually use the eggs a couple different ways in here. So you can add sliced hard-boiled eggs to your protein layer, which is what I often do. Scramble uh, your egg. Yeah, right. You can load the top with scrambles, and you can load the top with fries. The Fried egg. I mean, not fries. Fries? I was like, what you the hell? You can load We're the top with fried. Arms, <laughs> double your <laughs> potato. Double your fun. Tots and fries. Tots and fries. No, I meant fried eggs. eggs. And bonus points, if they're cute little bantam eggs or pull-it eggs, oh, they do look s- really cute on that. Yeah, yeah. so cute. This is one of our favorites because you can make it your own. Yeah, in fact, you can even use your eggs and make a cheese sauce that way if you want to. Which we might give away in another recipe. Maybe, yeah, we're not doing it this week. This week, we're simply using purchased cheese sauce. Velveeta. No. damn straight. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> or if you are dairy-free, the dairy-free version. Right. So I actually saw Daiya, which is one of the leading brands of dairy-free cheese. They have a pourable pre-made cheese sauce that you can find in the refrigerator section. So we're <laughs> going to start the recipe with a layer of tater tots going into the oven. You're going to bake them for just about 20 minutes. While your tots are in the oven baking, you're going to get all of your toppings ready. We kind of do it in stages. We'll do a layer of cooked protein, which could be like bacon, ground turkey, veggie crumbles, black beans, or all. Yes, that is a super I mean, loaded top. <laughs> you're going loaded. Hot, man. Those tots are loaded. I mean, they are loaded. If you do meatless, you could do the veggie crumbles and the black beans. Yeah. Or you could do ground turkey and beans or bacon. Here they have to have bacon. I don't eat in your regular house, they have bacon. To have bacon. Yeah. Right. In my house, it's veggie crumbles and beans. Yeah. yeah. We usually I do turkey bacon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they can't be without. And then we do some veggies. Yeah. Green onions, half cherry tomatoes, corn if you're doing a Southwest theme, roasted red pepper, sliced avocado, whatever you like. Yes. Onions. Yeah. Then either sliced hard-boiled eggs or fried eggs or even scrambled if you want to go that way. Mm -hmm. And then your cheese or cheese sauce. Okay. So here's a little different variety of how we do it here. Mm -hmm. We add sour cream. I did see sour cream, but actually, I left it off the list not on purpose. I just left it off the list. Yeah, so the other thing that we had is ranch. I saw variations of that as well. Yeah. So kind of drizzle it all over. You can also do shredded cheese or non-dairy. Right. Shredded cheese or cheese sauce. Yes, and, and the then the above. If you do the cheese... We put the shredded cheese on and then put it back in and melt it. Exactly. So we would load them up and just put them right back in the oven for five or so minutes until everything's warm through, nice and melty. And then you're going to want to serve immediately. You can drizzle with more sauce if you want. Yeah. That's it. We would love to see pictures of your loaded tots. Yeah. When I write up the recipe, I will remember to put in the sour cream and the ranch because those are good options. They do go well. And you know what else could go well? If you use avocado, which we put a lot on. Yeah, I do too. too, They have an avocado ranch dressing now, which would be really good. Bacon and avocado and the avocado ranch. Oh, yeah. Or you can make pizza night tots with mozzarella cheese. I've done the pizza tots. And sauce. Yes. I've done the pizza tots and they are excellent. Mm -hmm. There's so many ways, but here's the thing. In every single one, add the eggs because the eggs go with it so well. Most of the time I do a hard boiled egg and I just slice it and throw it on there and it's amazing. But any of the others work too. You could do breakfast loaded tots and do the scrambled eggs. We do scrambled eggs. Onions and peppers and stuff. Oh yeah. Southwest scrambled egg, Mm. tater tot, casserole kind of thing. Like we just bake them it's really good. I actually saw a lot of people who make them Southwest style call them tachos. Tachos. <laughs> Loaded That's tachos. Awesome. I love uh, that. I got a laugh out of that too, yeah. Tachos. Loaded that tachos. is great. I mm-hmm. love it. <laughs> so this is a feel good comfort food recipe. We going to need a comfort food after today. <laughs> <We do. laughs> if you make this recipe, send us some pics. We'd love to see what you do. <laughs> yes, we would. Okay, so why don't we tell everybody what we're going to be talking about next week. Next week, we are profiling a breed that you found. Yay. You stumped me on this one. Never heard of it. The Green-Legged Partridge of Poland. I thought I would never stump you on You got me. But I got you on this one. Yay. Our main topic is Vent Gleet. We've had a lot of questions about that lately. Lots of questions, and Mm -hmm. we're going to answer them. Yes. Our cracking the Eggs is a Polish egg spread. Again, fun and interesting. Yes. And our retail therapy, we're going to have a little interview with Brinzy USA. We can't wait. We're going to let you know all about those products. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what should we tell everybody to do? Hug your chickens. Every day and kiss them too. Don't forget. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. If you'd like to see more of us, please follow us on Instagram at Coffee with the Chicken Ladies. If you'd like to help us grow the podcast, please leave us a written review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to become a patron of the show, please visit our Patreon page, patreon.com slash coffee with the chicken ladies. Thanks for listening.